As you all know, LifeSite has taken a very clear stance on the use of abortion-tainted vaccines, those that have used aborted fetal cell lines in their production. And that's been ongoing for years, and we've continued that more recently concerning the abortion-tainted COVID, so-called vaccines. We've also been reporting on the use of ivermectin as a treatment for COVID-19 and for complications arising from these vaccines. But in recent weeks, we've seen a list circulating among Catholics, a list of medical products that are supposedly tainted by the evil of abortion, just like these COVID vaccines. Specifically, the fetal cell line HEK-293, which was derived from the abortion of a baby girl in 1973. This list includes various everyday medicines and also includes ivermectin and hydroxychloroquine. So what are we to make of this? Stay tuned to find out on this episode of The John Henry Weston Show. Before we begin, I'd like to ask you to please consider subscribing to the show. Just click on the subscribe button you see on your screen, and you'll be notified about all the future episodes as they're released. And I'd also like to encourage you to do another thing, and that's to tell at least one of your friends or family who you think would be interested to subscribe to do so as well. We're trying to reach as many people as possible with the truth, and we need your help to do that. Thank you. So let's begin as we always do with the sign of the cross. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Ghost. Amen. So let's leave aside for now the moral debate over abortion-tainted vaccines. Let's leave aside myocarditis, spike proteins, mRNA, increased car crashes, blood clots, strokes, and all the other health issues associated with these rushed so-called vaccines and gene therapies that has actually led to the deaths of hundreds of thousands of vaccine recipients. Let's leave aside the Great Reset, the vaccine passports, and all of this stuff. Let's just focus on this one claim that ivermectin and various everyday medicines make use of aborted fetal cells in the same way as these so-called COVID vaccines. It is obvious that the compilers of this list are trying to do just this, trying to say you accept these medicines, these everyday medicines, and yet you are making a fuss about the vaccines, the COVID vaccines, and therefore we are somehow hypocrites. Well, let's look at the evidence presented in this list for these claims. So first of all, we'll deal with ibuprofen. Perhaps the most shocking claim on the list is that HEK-293 cells were used in the production of ibuprofen, a widely used painkiller discovered in 1961. But is this true? Well, let's take a quick look at the study which is cited in this list. This 2018 study is called, quote, The Effect of Aspirin and Ibuprofen on the Proliferation of Cervical Cancer Cells Compared to Non-Cancerous Cells, HEK-293, in Cell Culture Medium, end quote. What a mouthful. But let's break this down. This is a study by an academic working in Hungary and Iran. 
This academic was researching the effects of aspirin and ibuprofen on two types of cells, cervical cancer cells and HEK293 fetal cells. We're not given a specific page number, so you and I, non-medical professionals, we're just expected to believe that a 10-page academic study with an irrelevant title and seemingly behind a paywall is all about proving that ibuprofen was produced with aborted fetal cells. All of it? Well, I'm sorry, but this makes no sense. Without a proper quote, a proper page reference, or something more specific, I see no reason to think anything other than this study is about treatments for cervical cancer, not ibuprofen. And even if it was about testing ibuprofen with fetal cells, perhaps because some independent scientists somewhere were speculating on a link between it and cancer, how does this compare to preparatory tests necessary to bring a drug to market? Anyway, remember that ibuprofen was discovered in 1961. How could it have been developed using fetal cells from an abortion in 1973? or be tainted by such independent research in 2018. So our position of conscience is based on whether the drugs in question were developed using cells derived from abortions. It is not based on whether random teams of scientists decades later decide that they want to do immoral tests using these medications. In the case of development or preparatory tests, the medicine might not exist without the immoral use of these cells, and that's the point. But if other scientists independently do this sort of research years later, this is totally different. This is a gross misunderstanding of our position, and it's a false parallel. It's a failure of logic. Well, okay, you might say, they included one bad reference, but the rest of the list still stands. Well, let's see. Penicillin was discovered in 1928 and is one of the most common antibiotics. And this too appears on the list. And you might be asking yourself again, how could a medicine discovered in 1928 have used HEK293 cells from an abortion in 1973? Well, that's a good question. But perhaps there's an answer. Perhaps it's made differently today. Perhaps, you know, let's see what evidence we're given for this. The 2017 study provided here, conducted by the American Heart Association, investigates whether penicillin causes risk of sudden heart problems and cardiac death. This study did indeed use fetal cells, but again, what do tests done in 2017 have to do with a medicine which has been around for decades and which was developed long before HEK293 even existed? Remember, the claim here is that the fetal cells were used in the development of the examples given. So the list gives another study regarding antibiotics. Let's see what that says. The list presents an article as evidence that amoxicillin discovered in 1958 used HEK293 cells in its development. Well, there's the same problem again of timing, of course. In fact, the article is about developing aluminum membranes for the delivery of various medicines. It does not mention HEK293 um, with regard to the production of penicillin at all. It does mention HEK293 five times in the article, but not in any context that would suggest that it was used to develop this antibiotic. The study isn't even about amoxicillin. It's just one of the medicines used to test these membranes. 
So once more, not relevant at all. That's two more faulty footnotes. And so really what's going on here? One faulty reference, that could be a mistake. Two, well, that's probably careless. And what should we say of three? And is there something more? Is there some kind of agenda behind this list? So let's look then at the COVID-19 medications. Let's move on and look at ivermectin, hydroxychloroquine. And here, the claim is somewhat different. Instead of saying that these medications were developed using fetal cells, this list merely claims that these medications are connected to the use of HEK-293 cell line. So it mentions hydroxychloroquine and ivermectin, of course. And it's interesting that it only claims they are connected to these cell lines. Of course, here at LifeSite News, we know that an earlier version of this list, which is still circulating in some places, actually claimed that these medications are produced with fetal cell lines used in the process, end quote. So we already can see that there is some shifting around here. What does this euphemistic term connected mean in this context? Well, if we weren't on our guard already, from what we have seen so far, we might assume that it means that the medications contain or were developed with aborted fetal cells. But let's look at the evidence this list gives us. Let's start with hydroxychloroquine. So here, hydroxychloroquine came into recent public consciousness as an anti-COVID drug early in the lockdowns. It is an anti-malarial medication, and it was first approved by the USA in 1955. So once again, we can't help wondering how such an old drug could be connected with fetal cell lines from 1973. But like I said, perhaps there are new ways of producing this drug that involve these immoral means. And what evidence are we provided by the list? Well, the 2016 study cited is investigating whether hydroxychloroquine and chloroquine can lead to sight problems. And it is true that these scientists associated with the American Pharmacists Association carried out their experiments using HEK-293, which of course we deplore. But is this even really a connection to hydroxychloroquine itself? Is it relevant to its development or production? No, it's not, of course. It's independent research carried out by independent scientists. So once again, another irrelevant footnote, another faulty reference. That's one plus the last two makes three, and now we're dealing with four faulty references. So really, what's going on with this list? This is not how debate works. If the compilers of such lists want to make claims like this, they need to back them up with direct quotes or specific page references, not just point to highly technical texts like this and say, it's in there somewhere, and expect us to be sort of overawed by all the scientific jargon. So we are now at four faulty references, four footnotes that fail to provide any clear evidence that the accused medications used aborted fetal cell lines in their production. Given how unreliable this list has been so far, how reliable do you think it will be about ivermectin? Well, let's see. Ivermectin was discovered in 1975 and licensed for medical use in 1981. We don't need to go into the fact that it's been described as a wonder drug or that its inventors were both given Nobel Prize for it in 2015 or even enter in the question of whether it affects COVID-19. Let's stay focused on whether fetal cells were used in its production. 
Well, we're off to a bad start when we see that the study provided was again by a German university and decades after the medicine was brought to market. The study itself looks at ivermectin and cell receptors. It mentions HEK cells 24 times, but at no point does it even suggest that ivermectin was produced with fetal cell lines. Once again, an independent team of scientists not the manufacturers or developers, decide to do some immoral research related to ivermectin in an immoral way. And we are expected to believe that this contaminates the medication itself. Once again, this list makes a claim, the fifth now, about a medication and fetal cells, a claim which is not supported by the reference given. It makes you wonder how the list of references were produced. Did someone use a search engine searching for the names of common medications with the word HEK-293 added in and take the references without checking them? Were we then non-doctors supposed to see the medical jargon and assume that the footnotes checked out? First of all, we just want to do the right thing here. We don't know everything. We're trying to conform our minds to that which appears to be the natural law and sound moral principles. We know that COVID vaccines under question and other medical treatments either contain aborted fetal cells or were developed in these cell lines or essential preparatory testing was done using such cells. This is what we mean by saying they are tainted by abortion. But if independent groups of scientists decide to do their own research projects on these medications, sometimes decades later, and they decide to use abortion-derived cells, this is a completely different matter. Of course, we deplore it, but it's not like an independent team of researchers somehow taint the medication itself. Let me give you a kind of an analogy on this. Imagine a powerful global bakery, a global bakery chain which developed a secret sauce to make all of its products, and the secret sauce intentionally included the blood of a murder victim. Now imagine that bakery found that people were objecting to its products because their secret sauce used to make its products were tainted with the blood of a murder victim. Imagine then if the bakery fixed their problem by using airplanes to douse all the crops on earth with their secret sauce, thus making all food tainted with the blood of the murder victim. Of course we would not be boycotting all the crops on the earth, and of course we would be boycotting the bakery with a vengeance. And we may even try to grow new crops in a greenhouse safe from the contamination efforts of the bakery. So in exactly the same way, we will never concede to the abortion-tainted COVID jabs which were manufactured using aborted fetal cell lines. We deplore that these cell lines are used ubiquitously to test other products which did not use them in their development. We can't boycott all these products, but we can and should protest the unethical testing. And we can and should try to find ethically tested products that did not use aborted fetal cell lines in their development. You know, there are some truths, like the divinity of our Lord Jesus Christ, like the fact that God is a trinity of persons, that we know are certain and can never be doubted. There are other things, like the obligation to avoid abortion-tainted medical products, which are based on moral reasoning, applied to contingent facts. 
in life, we must always be open to the truth and to reality and to follow the arguments where they lead. I hope that we will always allow ourselves to be convinced by true arguments and facts, even if that makes us change our minds about things. But do you know what won't convince us? Lists of scientific journals with jargonistic titles present to the lay public intending to make those holding our conclusion look bad, but which prove on inspection to have nothing to do with it at all. And all of this just goes to show that we should be cautious before believing things we read on the internet. And, like they say, always read the footnotes. For LifeSite News, this is John Henry Weston. May God bless you. We have been warning everyone who would listen and attempting to build up alternative platforms to continue to reach you. We have established ourselves on all sorts of platforms I'm going to explain in a minute, but the most important thing to do is come direct to LifeSiteNews.com because there we will always be. But we've also established ourselves on platforms like Parler and MeWe and our videos can be found on Rumble as well. We would love to see each of you on those platforms too, as they are not censoring or suppressing the truth that we are sharing every single day. More than these alternative social media platforms, we highly encourage you to subscribe to our email newsletter. We have really built up a large list of loyal readers on our email marketing platform, and we have prepared several backup plans for, well, I want to say if, but it's really when, we are removed from our current platform as well. Additionally, I really encourage you, as I said before, to make it a regular habit to go directly to lifesitenews.com. Make it your homepage. While all of these different platforms are an excellent way to curate your news, going directly to our website means that you will never encounter any censorship or sudden loss of LifeSite News reporting. Here's the thing. We will never stop sharing the truth. We founded this organization with the mission to be the life, family, and culture source for men and women who seek to know the truth. We have established a track record of honest reports, and this will never stop, even with censorship happening around the globe. Again, I'm encouraging you to join us on Parler, MeWe, Rumble, and on our email list. You can find all the direct links in the description of this video. May God bless you and keep you, and we are so thankful that you've chosen to follow and support LifeSite News. I'm John Henry Weston, co-founder and editor-in-chief of LifeSite News.